Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Matt, here with Pastor Adam. I am here as well. Good good day, good morning, evening, whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird, we're in a new, weird, it's a different world when you're on the podcast. I don't Very know true. when you're listening. It could be two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> good night, good morning, I don't know. Anyway, yes, I'm here. Go ahead, Matt. We're, we're continuing in our series. We're about midway, well, past midway now. I think last week we were, we were midway. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And you can think like Jesus thinks. I'm really excited about this series. I've really learned a lot myself, I know. Yeah, me too. Um, me for sure. Like it's just cool to think about these things. And mm-hmm. I still we're still very much in uh the last few months, not just on the podcast, the last few months for you and me on the mind, right? Yeah. The, this this idea of the mind of Christ and us having that mind and um the battle that we fight in our minds all the time and and those kind of things. We've been talking about this now for feels like months which i guess yes. it has been so <laughs> yeah we're, we're, we're in a series you can think like jesus thinks it's a pretty good series so far um basically what we're talking through is the 10 characteristics of a person who thinks like jesus thinks and so that, that makes us look at how jesus thinks and then that makes us say okay well if i think like jesus thinks if i actually have the mind of christ then however it is that Jesus has, which, by the way, is perfect thinking, that I can actually have that too. And leaning into that and not just, we'll say this every time, but not just us intellectualizing it. So it's not going, okay, create a list while you listen to the podcast of here's how I should think and learn how Jesus thinks and then apply it. That's part of it. But it's really a, something supernatural that you got to lean into because you actually have the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so the Holy Spirit's doing this in you. That's the thought that we have. So yes. basically through the whole series, we've been just – doing direct quotes from Jesus. Like we pulled some scripture every episode, which are in your um, uh, your description of the episode today. That's our version of show notes. We don't have any show notes. We don't <laughs> even know what that is. So it's just in the description if you want to look and read the scripture on your own. Um, but we're just looking at direct quotes that Jesus says and does and lives. Um, and the one that we're going to talk about today, this is episode 115, And um, this characteristic of a person who thinks like Jesus, so this is what you would say if that's the case. You'd say, I depend on God's power instead of my own. I depend on God's power instead of my own. So let's just recap real fast. We haven't done this really the whole episode, but the whole series, but let's just do it. So um, the first one was, I know exactly who I am. The second one was, I know God's purpose for my life. Third one, I'm always aware that God is with me. Number four, I let God help me choose my words. I really liked that episode. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, number five, I don't worry about pleasing everyone. Right, that's mm-hmm. that living for an audience of one, and then that brings us to today of I depend on God's power instead of my own. So we're let's just go and see what Jesus says about this. He, of All course, right. there's plenty of verses that refer to this, but we're going to look at John five nineteen on this episode. This episode will probably be a little short. Because uh, I think this one's a little more self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, I guess. I don't know. Also, most of the time what you get on the podcast is however much me or Matt is feeling it, that's what you get, right? <laughs> so, or how to, much raining we get yes, into. Yes, <laughs> yes. And to, so today we're recording on a Monday. And uh, if you know anything about pastors, Mondays are difficult. Yeah. Um, Monday is... Usually what we suffer from on Monday is two things. One is we want to quit. 
right? Because we're beat up and tired and wore out. Um, I usually want to quit. Some, somehow or another, I want to quit every Monday. And then the other one is what I call a holy hangover. Yeah. That you have like a holy hangover from Sunday. Like Sunday's intense and you have good things going on and, you know, people that you hadn't seen in a while church and people making decisions and prayer and all those kind of things, right? People at the altar, you know, um, all those cool things that you do. And, and then you roll into the morning and you got like this holy hangover, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that, that's it good. takes a little while to get going <laughs> yeah. from it, you know? It does. Um, I've been prepping my daughter on that a whole lot too. Like, like, baby, you need to realize the more you do in church leadership, especially on, on Sunday centric things, the more you're going to have a whole holy hangover from it Yep. on Monday or so. It, it subsides, it goes away. <laughs> uh, you know, you get back down to reality, but it's tough, you know, cause there's a lot of, you have some spiritual highs that happen, especially mm-hmm. in leadership on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, and we've had some pretty awesome Sundays lately and, you know, um, and a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, for sure. A lot sure. of extra things and things like that. So it's just hard. So anyway, um, you, you get what we give you, and we happen to be recording on a Monday. So I don't think this episode is <laughs> going to be very long. But I depend on God's power instead of my own. Let's see what how Jesus says this. And we're pulling from John chapter 5, verse 19. Matt, if you'll read that for me. It says, Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing, because whatever the father does, the son does also. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a pretty big statement from Jesus, right? Like, I mean, think about what he's saying. He's being very emphatic that I am not doing this on my own power. Like, (laughs) I'm only doing it through the power of God, through the power of the Godhead. Right? He's he refuses to separate himself from the unity of the Trinity, Mm -hmm. even though obviously he is in a human form on Earth. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. but he's refusing to separate himself from the the authority, the unity, and really the the, the strength or power of the Godhead. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool, right? He's yes. just refusing to do that. He so so it's 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 this. You see, the mind of Jesus is going. This is not. I'm never on my own, right? I'm never doing this on my own power, on my own will, on my own volition. It's always the the will of of the Godhead together, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and I'm leaning into that because that's that's where real power comes from, right? Yes. And so, I mean, it, it's a it's a it's a human temptation. If you, you kind of see this happening with Jesus, it's a human temptation for us to lean on our own power. Yeah, right? it is. I mean, and Jesus obviously. I mean, I fully believe that Jesus experiences all these human temptation. So people are trying to get him to do what just just what whatever he can do on his own. You know what yeah. I mean? And so there's this temptation to kind of to do lean on your own power. I think that we're all tempted to do that as people. Um constantly. We're constantly and and we also live in a culture that pushes us to do that, right? The yes. the, the enemy the, the enemy who runs this world, right? I mean, I didn't say that. Jesus said that. All right? The one that's running this this world that we live in. Um, he is constantly trying to get us to not lean into the power of God instead of walking on our own. And so he whispers in our ear and he tells us, you can do this. You've got this, mm-hmm. right? And then we get those things about, you know, those lies that he tells us that we believe that gets off track, like you're a self-made man. Yeah. I can't stand it when I hear people say, men in particular say, oh, I'm a self-made man. 
No, you're not, right? You can't even make your heart beat in the morning, right? <laughs> yes, like, you, you cannot do it. Um, and I'm not saying you're not a hard worker. I'm not saying you haven't earned things or you wouldn't have gotten where you were, where you are if you didn't buckle down and nose to the grind and just knock it out. I get all that. I, I think that's all biblical too. But at the end of the day, it's really not – I mean, you're, we're pretty limited in our power yes. as human beings. Pretty limited. We don't like to think we are. But we're pretty limited in what we, we can are. do. I mean, there's so many factors around us that we can't control. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, tons. Yeah, yeah, we find out real quick when we get into things, and then you find out that you're sitting there trying to do it on your own strength, and then you get burnt out real quick, or you get exhausted, and you're like, oh, man. Just like when you're trying to work on things, like I found out myself that it's easier to call someone that knows what they're doing versus trying to figure it out myself because then I'm wasting all this time yes. and aggravation and frustration. I'm like, I cannot do this on my own. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't try to do those things because you it's, it's always good to learn how to do things, right? Yeah. But you will learn much better how to do something if you have somebody walk alongside of you. Yeah, that knows what they're doing. Then you just <laughs> trying to follow a YouTube video, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, I'm not saying you can't learn from YouTube videos. Yeah, so they're yeah. pretty cool. Right. It's a pretty cool world we live in now where yeah. you can find a YouTube video that teaches you how to do anything it is you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. I get it. Right. I get it. But it's still a different ball game when you could just reach out to somebody for help. You know yes, what I mean? It like is. It's, it's, it's different and you can learn that way. Mm-hmm. But it is so easy to rely on your own power and the corrupt. So, so we're talking mind, right? The, the corrupted mind of humanity is a is a mind that says, I'm God, mm-hmm. right? Which means I don't need God, yep. right? And and I can handle it on my own. I have all the knowledge that I need, or I can acquire it. You know those kind of things, and and it's just so limiting, right? Yes, it's very. We limited. used a verse Sunday, um, and we were preaching and teaching on Sunday this past Sunday uh, from Proverbs chapter ten, verse four. Proverbs ten, verse four says. In all his ways, the wicked man does not acknowledge God. Um, in all his thoughts, there is no room for God, right? Like, and, and when we first read that verse, we think to ourselves that that, that means where well, we're just so busy, yeah. right? Like, so no room for God, like in all our thoughts, right? We just got so much going on, so much we're thinking of. We just, we've just kind of relegated God to the side. And there's just no room for us to think about it. So we go throughout the day without thinking about him. The better translation for that from the original Hebrew in that verse, instead of you saying, instead of it saying like, um, in all his thoughts, there is no room for God. What it's really saying is, is in all his thoughts, there is no God. Mm. Like it means like that God doesn't exist. And so what that verse is really getting at is, is, um, I'm the center of the universe, and um, there is no God, so there's no need for me to get out of the center of the universe. Yep. And uh, since that's the case, I might as well stay in the center of the universe, right? Yeah. It's just all around the fact that we would do it on our own power, and it's it's that corrupted – that's the corrupted sinful mind of mankind, which I think is undebatable. Like, I, I think it's obvious yes. that – we outside of the Lord, outside of Christ and the Holy Spirit and his perfection, we have a corrupted mind. And Jesus, though, is showing us this example that you do not have to do it all on your own. You were never designed to do it that way. And the perfect mind is is one that's leaning into the power of God always, yep. never contingent upon your own power. Like how freeing would it be if you and I thought, I don't have to do anything on my own power. 
I got, we're not abdicating personal responsibility. I'm not saying you have to get up and go, <laughs> I don't have to go to work. I'm just going to rely on God to drop some money in my mailbox, right? <laughs> um, you date yourself, by the way. I just dated myself when I used the term mailbox. Yeah, Because right? <laughs> nobody young uses a mailbox, right? I, I, I'll change it up. I don't have to go to work. I can just, I can just rely on the fact that God is going to fill up my cash app account. Or my Venmo account, right? You know, um, I guess ridiculous. Okay, yes. so, but but I'm saying though, as a Christian, you you don't we don't have to do anything on our own power, nothing, like the the hard meeting that you may have to go to at work, the hard season you're walking through with your children, the parent your your parent who is in really bad shape and about to pass away, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, I, there's several several folks in the church right now, and a couple of friends of mine whose parents are in extremely bad situations right now. Like they, they've had some health things happen, some events that happened, and now they are knocking on death's door. To, yeah. to, to be blunt, you don't have to walk through that on your own power. You don't have to. Let me just be strong, right? Mm-hmm. You know those things, the old adages that come around in our culture. This, like, you know. Don't don't let them see you sweat. Yeah, right. You know what I'm talking about. Don't ever let them see you sweat. That is so anti-gospel. It ain't funny. Yeah, right? very anti-gospel. Don't let them see you sweat. What? <laughs> let them see you sweat. Yes. Right. Don't don't let them see you cry. No, let them see you cry. Right. Yes. For, for you know, we are made perfect. Right. Our our weaknesses we can boast in them because we're made perfect in those weaknesses. Mm-hmm. His grace is sufficient to cover all those things. You and I don't have to be strong in any situation on our own power. Yep. When the Bible tells you to be strong, right? Be courageous. It's talking about because I am with you. Like all, you know that that phrase in the Bible, don't be afraid, fear not. It's in there 365 times. I don't think that's a coincidence. No, I think that I mean maybe it is, right? <laughs> but our calendar says it's 365 days in a year. And yeah. in every single day there's this there's that's this good. command that says do not be Fearful, do not be afraid, right? Do not fear, that that phrase. Almost half of those references have a direct within the same verse reference to because I'm with you. Yes. Right? That's good. Because it's – and by the way, by the way, every single one of them within a verse or two has that directly stated or implied that, mm-hmm. that God is in charge uh, – some sort of way in which it references that God's in charge, I'm with you, I've got it, I'm strong, right? All those are, are within a verse or two of that statement. Yeah, but good. half of them have it in the verse, in mm-hmm. the verse that you're quoting. Joshua 1.9 is the one that's quoted all the time. Yes. Right? All so it's time. on everything. It's on everything, it's right? It's on everything. And it basically says, you know, be courageous – and why would you be courageous? Because you're nice and strong and powerful and you're a awesome human being with unlimited potential and power and right and believe in yourself and don't let them see you sweat because you got it. No, it's not. It's all, it's all what it's mm-hmm. saying. It's saying be courageous, be strong because I am your God and I am with you. Yes. Right. We don't have to do anything on our own power. So all those hard situations we walk through or, you know, I've been thinking a lot about um Graduates, college, you know, like high school graduates and stuff, moving on to the next phase of life because that's the time frame. I don't mm-hmm. know when this podcast will come out, but that's the time yes. frame where we're recording it, right? I've been thinking about that a lot because in that phase of life, you think, "All right, I got to figure out what I'm doing next. Like, where do I go?" And there's just there's a little bit of pressure there, a lot of pressure, right? To yeah. to do you remember that? Do you remember that time where it was like, "Okay, I got to pick a career, I got to pick a school, I got to figure out what it is I'm going to do with mm-hmm. the rest of my life." You know, 
Um, by the way, you do not have to figure out what you're going to do for the rest of your life at 18, 19, 21, 22 years old. No. You don't have to figure that out. <laughs> now, you do have to figure out what you're going to do yes. with your life right now yep. and for the foreseeable future. Right? Like, so that doesn't give you a pass to sit in the basement of your mama's house and eat Cheetos and play video games all day as a grown person. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I know that our world is weird, and, and now that you can stay on your mom and daddy's health insurance until you're 48 years old or something stupid like that. But, like, I, I, th- no, you do have to figure out what yes. you're going to do during this season, but you don't have to figure out what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's right. I true. am not what I thought I was going to be. When I graduated high school, Matt, are you what you thought no, you were going to be? Not even close. I never thought I'd be doing this in a million years. <laughs> right. I mean, I, like, <laughs> and 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 I and now I can look at it and go, I might not be doing what I'm going to be doing in 20 years from now. That's like, I, I'm it. not going to limit God in that. Like, yep. I think it'll probably be something in the vein of the experience He's grown in me and the t- this type of work. Like, it's probably in ministry, but I, I don't know exactly what that will look like 20 years from now, and I'm okay with that now, yeah. right? But when you're young, you don't have to figure that out. So you don't have to rely on your own power to figure out who you're going to be or what you're going to do uh, for a career or work or school or whatever right now. Like, yeah. none of that has to happen on your own power. That's true. In the perfect mind of Christ, Jesus relies on the power of the Godhead together. Now, that doesn't limit his own power. Like he's, He lets you know that he is all-powerful. Yes. Right? Jesus tells you, I have all authority. All authority has been granted to me. Mm-hmm. Right? So he's not limiting his own. He's just saying, I don't do this in a bubble. I don't do this, I don't do this outside of God's power. Right? So as a human being, are you powerful? Sure. Sure you yes. are. But you are most powerful when you do things within the power of God Almighty and rely on his strength um, rather than your own, right? Yeah, that's very um, true. This is this is how I so so some of you you're you're thinking to yourself like how do I know if I am walking too much on my own power in this world? All right, I got a really easy litmus test that I think works really well, and then we'll wrap up because it's Monday and I'm tired of talking about this. <laughs> um, uh, here's a really easy one. So the, so the question you may be thinking is is how do you know if you are trying to do everything in your life or a lot of the stuff in your life on your own power? How do you know that's the case? How can you sit around right now and go, all right, how can I figure out if I am relying too much on my own power? Here you go. Here's the easy one. You're tired all the time. Mm. You're tired all the time. Now, I don't just mean that you've had a tough day. I believe that human beings are supposed to work, and they're supposed to work hard. Yes. And at the end of the day, you should be tired so that you can rest appropriately. Right? But if you are tired all the time – in all facets. If you are mentally exhausted constantly, spiritually exhausted constantly, physically exhausted constantly, emotionally exhausted all the time, then you are doing way too much in your life on your own power. Mm, that's that's good. the quick test. That's right? very good. That's the, that's the quick test. Um, it's the same way you test whether you are trusting God or not. Right. If you can't sleep at night, now I know before you go sending emails that there are sleep disorders and all those kind of things. I, I <laughs> get it. I'm just true. saying, right? Like if you can't sleep at night, it is a good indicator that your trust in God is small. Right. So if you can't turn off your brain, um, if you can't stop thinking about all the little things that have got to go and all these different situations that might come about, right? Then you you are um, you don't have a lot of trust in the Lord, 
and I mean, and your faith's pretty weak. Yeah. Right. And you're relying on your own power. And I can and I can say this because I live this. This is a battle yes. I fight all the time. Right. I struggle to go to sleep at night. Now, when I sleep, I'm fine. Right. I sleep with a CPAP machine. A, ma- a mask on my face, mm-hmm. so I look like uh, Top Gun. Oh, I've seen you know it. What I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I look like Top Gun. Um, <laughs> anyway, he's got his hose coming out of it. But that thing makes me sleep like a baby. But I struggle to turn my mind off at night. Yeah. So I will. I will. Full disclosure. I'm struggling with this right now. Have for a few years now, where I will find myself um, sitting up at night as late as I can possibly sit up. So 1, 2 a.m. before mm-hmm. I'm finally like, I got to go to bed. And all I'm doing is watching some sort of mindless television or scrolling the phone or whatever. I'm just fighting going to bed because I can't seem to turn my mind off. Yeah. And all those things that I'm worried about and think what it's telling me is, is that I don't trust God about them. That's why I'm obsessing over them. Yeah. Right. I, I'm, not have my, I'm not handing that stuff over to God going, okay, I did everything I could do today. Like, I know I failed some. I know I could have done better, but I tried. I gave it my best, and I have to hand all this stuff over to you. You know, I got to hand everything to you. And then tomorrow, by your grace, I will wake up in the morning, and with your strength, I'll attack that day too. Yeah. And at the end of that day, I got to hand it all back over to God. And what I'm struggling with is handing it all over to him at the end of the day, right? And so there's a lack of trust there. It means my faith is small. If you lack trust, your faith is small, Mm -hmm. right? So if if you lack trust in a person in your life, if you don't really fully trust them or there's some trust issues, it's because you lack faith in them. Yeah, that makes sense. Something has happened somewhere along the way Mm -hmm. that has caused your faith in them to deteriorate. Whether it was you or them, like this happens all the time. Like if somebody breaks your trust, so I've done this to Valerie before, right? So um, I've broken her trust. Like I've never cheated on anything like that, but you know what I mean, just stuff. I've broken her trust, and it took her a long time to trust me fully with a few little things, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's because her faith in me got rocked, yeah, right? Right? Because all of a sudden it was like, well, hold up, I don't know if I can believe him trust him right you know mm-hmm. um and so if you if you if you distrust it's because there's a lack of faith yes and all those things are indicators that you are walking too much on your own power and not God's power and so how do you know if you're trying to do everything on your own power uh you are tired all the time yeah um and so so let's let's reverse it and we'll wrap up how do you know if you're relying on God's power you sleep you sleep well you rest, you, you turn it off. You know, at night you say, did the best I could do, hand it over to you. You're really in charge of it anyway. So, you know, I don't even, I'm not even going to control whether I wake up in the morning or not. Right. So I'm going to rely on your power. And so it's a good indication. Like if you are somebody who is, who is obviously we're talking to Christ followers here, leaning into this part of the mind of Christ and letting God really um, come alive in you with that part of Jesus's mind relying on God's power instead of your own, you're probably somebody who sleeps. Yes. Who rests. You're probably somebody who can take a vacation and not worry the entire time that you're going to lose your job or they're going to replace you or things are going to fall apart, right? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like if you can actually take time off, you go, well, no, I'm doing everything I can. I'm taking time off. And what's going to happen? It's going to happen. God's going to – God's in control here. Yes. You, you rest is the best way I know to say it. You sleep. That's a great indicator of it. And so You're making me um, want to evaluate myself now. It, right. I mean, it makes you really do <laughs> it. It really does. 
I mean, I'm telling you, I, I have, I've had to kind of figure this out. So, so yes. this whole mind thing we've been talking about, God's been working on this with me for a couple of years. It's been at least two years. It may have been four since Valerie has said to me multiple times, like, um, something's wrong with you. You know, like, you, um, you don't seem to turn things off. You seem agitated. You know what I mean? Like, it's been where she's suggesting, hey, I think you need to talk to somebody. I think you need some sort of break. You know what I mean? Those kind of things are going on. And so I have been praying, seeking God, trying to listen to my wife in, in between the times where I told her she was wrong. Um, you know, because yeah. that's my usually my default. It's like, <laughs> no, you're wrong. Um, but then we come back around and I go, actually, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been trying to figure this out. And what I keep coming back to a little, over the last couple of years is, why am I not able to especially at night, turn these thoughts off. And I think it's because there is a lack of trust because there's a lack of faith. Yes. Because I'm relying on my own power and not God's power. Mm -hmm. And when you rely on your own power and not God's power, you worry all the time. Yes. Because you can't do much about it on your own power anyway. No. That's why you worry about it all the time. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. That's why you freaked out. Mm-hmm. You freaked out because you feel like it all lies on you, and you know that you ain't but so powerful. You know, yep. That so that's where I've been lately, and so the the goal is um, to rely on God's power fully, not ours, like Jesus. Constantly going back to, I'm not alone in this. I do have power. I am a strong individual. God has made me in His likeness and image, but I don't have to do this on my own. And so I'm walking through this thing that way. And when it's time. At night, especially when it's time to turn this off and go, God, you're in control. I can't control anything anyway. It's all on you. You actually rest. That's a good indication that there's trust, that there's faith, and that you're walking on God's power, not your own power. Mm, you know? That's good. So, that's good stuff. That's all I got, though, because it's Monday. And <laughs> tired of talking. Well, you can tell the coffee hit a little bit. You're a- get, I got pumped up. <laughs> you got some good stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got all pumped up right when I got to that whole uh, sleep thing, right? <laughs> it actually, you know what? Something is funny. You bring that up. And we'll wrap up. Um, it's funny how this works. So yesterday was a Sunday for us because it's Monday, and uh, my wife has been out of the country, and she picked the time to go out of the country. Well, she didn't pick it. It's just how it lined up, right? She had an opportunity to go somewhere to to Israel, to all the Holy Land, and everything. Really cool, right? Yeah. Something we couldn't say no to. And but the time that she's gone is in the middle of the busiest possible time of the year for the children, mm-hmm. right, for all three. Uh, it's end of school stuff, baseball, softball, dance, like like it's just nuts. And um, yesterday, Sunday morning, I walk and I had a wedding this past weekend in the middle of all their other stuff that was an hour and a half away, and oh my it was gosh. already on the calendar for like a year in advance, so nothing I could do about it. And so I walk into Sunday morning yesterday with the team, and it's, we always pray, you know, the, the band worship, the worship team, the tech team, all that stuff, the offering person. We do a quick run through, and then we all pray before we start, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, that good holy stuff that, yes. that leaders are supposed to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we pray before we get started, and, um, and, and then everybody's like, Adam, what's the matter with you? And I was like, guys, I am just wasted. Like, and I'm so. I'm drinking coffee on Sunday morning. If you see me drinking coffee on Sunday morning, you know I am tired because I never do that. Yeah. Ever, ever. That's what call, uh, what made them ask me what's wrong with you. 
And I was like, I am just wasted tired. We've been going nonstop um, since we dropped mama off at the airport and it's just been crazy. And, and so I was, uh, and they were like, well, what are you going to do? I was like, I ain't got no choice. I just got to push through it, you know? And I sat down right before we started the first service and I was just looking over my notes and reading the scripture. And what's funny is, is, is all it really took for me Sunday to get back on it, like was just reading a couple of things that Jesus said. That was mm-hmm. it. That's all it took. Just a couple of things, and I went, okay, hold up. We got this. God's in control. You know, I, yes, I'm tired. It's okay for me to admit it and be honest about it, right? But it ain't my power anyway. Ain't nobody here to hear me, right? Yep. You know, I mean, ain't nobody coming to church for uh, to hear a person or for the lame coffee that we serve. I mean, no, no offense to the people making our coffee, but... <laughs> It's the cheapest possible coffee we can buy you, okay? Yeah, that's true. In the cheapest possible cups, you know what I mean? <laughs> With the cheapest possible creamer. Like, that's, that's what it is. Yep. You ain't nobody showing up for that. People are coming to church for a move of God. Yes. And that ain't on me. Like, that's I good. can't make that happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm good, but I ain't that good. You yes. know what I mean? Like, I, I can't make that happen. It's not on me. All I can do is be obedient. Um, I, ca- I, can, be, uh, I can be in a morally and spiritually good place, right? I can be leaned into the spirit. I can be transparent and vulnerable. And I can hand that over to the Lord to do what only the Lord can do, mm-hmm. right? That's and so good. all it took was one little verse that I read prior, and I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. And and after the first service, one of the band members, who is a young person, one of our teenagers who's in the band, he's really good, he said, Adam, I'm tired, man. I, I just, what did you do? What did you do just now to get all fired up? Because you was like about to pass out, and now you're rolling. <laughs> and I said, well, actually, man, all I did was read that scripture. Yeah, that's all I did, mm-hmm. and it was just that's something good. about it. So when you were reading, when you read that verse from John five nineteen, I was like, all right, all right, yeah, all, right all right, yeah, let's <laughs> do ready. it, let's do it. So, all right, guys, well, that's all we got. Look, um, you can think like Jesus thinks, and uh, that big directive today is I depend on God's power instead of my own. You that's can good. do this. You can do this. You can depend on God's power instead of your own because the mind of Christ is your mind. Mm -hmm. That's all I got. Well, you guys have a great day. Thank (laughs) you guys for listening. (laughs) We'll see you later. See y'all. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.